I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh, Cause me pretty, don't you think he can get ugly? I kill them softly, still that one ya yeah, I go hard When me step forward, me no one no hypocrites around me Mother of the earth, I bring balance and set the laws Protecting the children and the elders from creation When necessary, stepping on the front line of the war Balance to me, king together, building up the nation Tied to with the rifle and plenty ammunition I'm a lion, yes Be ever blessed, yeah Ready figure conquer anything we can fit this I'm a lion, yes, yeah. goddess in a flesh The universal woman represents
dressed like a million bucks Manicure, pedicure with a brand new cut Feeling brand new plush, victorious Birth name mean leader of the warriors Illuminate, trillion cut diamond Take rain clouds, make chains out the silver lining Time it perfect, working them circuits like Juju Black magic woman, I'm a Zulu Molotov all on your set, you know how she do Nothing new under the sun, this recreation But my main playing, well let's take yours Slaying the dragons when I spit through a cordless Word to my backbone, Jed Pillar Claiming the villa in Brazil, a perpendicular To ley lines, okay I'm focused like falconry Heralds paying dues can relate to it naturally Claim it if you want Change is constant, bring it down, rock it like a crown You are so winning, you are so on Hold it up, make it pop, you are so strong Claim it if you want it, change is constant Bring it down, rock it like a crown You are so winning, you are so on Hold it up, make it pop, you are so strong Old school precision with new school vision Ever living, she gave the hybrids their religion Not to be outfoxed, I'm living without box Directing my own course, break atoms like main source Defying a scientist, learning then applying it Not selling, they still buying it Woke, she third eyeing it, dope, she so flying it No tying it, first place I'm locking it Ride to be like a cock in it, crown, I'm on top of it No stopping it, pick your face up Flawless, no makeup, don't rock jewels from Jacob I drop jewels to wake up, sleeping giants, time for realignment The fellas call me Stella, Bella Caramella I post the cellar dwellers, got them covered like umbrellas Make it rain on them, drop a little game on them And when I'm gone, things will never be the same for them Claim it if you want it, change is constant Bring it down, rock it like a crown You are so winning, you are so on Hold it up, make it pop, you are so strong Claim it if you want it, change is constant Bring it down, rock it like a crown You are so winning, you are so on Hold it up, make it pop, you are so strong Hey yo, check it out, this is PA Medallions Represent GCM, Gold Chain Music, Gold Chain Military Planet Asia, you know what I mean? Big, 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 big shout out to my home girl star You know what I mean? Mother Nature, no stick No, coincide with it, with the universe, you know what I mean? And that's the mother of the nature, cause she governing all this right here All this, all this, all, all, all this right here You know what I mean?
joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Woman Wednesday. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay. Blessings, greetings, and love to all within the listening ear. Tonight's theme is Create a Place for Grace with the Sacred Space. Create a Place for Grace with the Sacred Space. We're going to start off in the praise up as there is nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not already revealed, starting off with Ezekiel 45, 1-4. Moreover, when ye shall divide by the lot the land for inheritance, ye shall offer an oblation unto the Lord, a holy portion of the land. The length shall be the length of five and twenty thousand reeds, and the breadth shall be ten thousand This shall be the holy and all the borders thereof round about. Of this there shall be for the sanctuary five hundred in length with five hundred in breadth square round about and fifty cubits around about for the suburbs thereof. And of this measure shalt thou measure the length of five and twenty thousand and the breadth of ten thousand and it shall be the sanctuary and the most holy place. The holy portion of the land shall be for the priests and the ministers of the sanctuary, which shall come near to the minister unto the Lord, and it shall be a place for their houses and a holy place for the sanctuary. Isaiah thirty-two eighteen, And my people shall dwell in a peaceable habitation, and in sure dwellings, and in quiet resting places. Luke ten five, And into whatsoever house ye enter, First say, Peace be to this house. Proverbs 24, 3-4 Through wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding it is established, and by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. 1 Samuel 25:6. And thus shall ye say to him that liveth in prosperity, Peace be both to thee, and peace be to thine house, and peace be unto all that thou hast. 1 Kings 5.4 But now the Lord my God hath given me rest on every side, so that there is neither adversary nor evil occurrent. Proverbs 14.1 Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. Exodus 49 And thou shalt take the anointing oil, and anoint the tabernacle, and all that is therein, and shalt hallow it, and all the vessels thereof, and it shall be holy. 2 Corinthians 9.8 And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Colossians 3.17 And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Corinthians 6.16 And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? 
for ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Philippians 4.23 The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. 1 Corinthians 14.40 Let all things be done decently and in order. 1 Timothy 3.5 For if a man not know how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? We're going to take a music moment and come back with tonight's theme. Create a place for grace with a sacred space. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and grace. And welcome to tonight's theme. Create a place for grace with a sacred space. Exodus 3, 1-5 says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush was burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place wherein thou standest is holy ground. Our issue today is not taking off our shoes to approach this holy God, but examining the conditions of our hearts as we do. God encounters us. God still speaks to us. This is something we should hold dear, something we should consider sacred. Being with God and being encountered by Him should not be considered ordinary. What an unbelievable opportunity we have to experience and encounter the Most High. We will need to be intentional about how we encounter the Most High and how we are being encountered by Him. The sacredness of our approach is also preparation for our encounter with Him. Are we giving space in our lives for an encounter with the Most High? The Most High desires to do a transformational work in and through each of us. But will our availability allow Him to do so? Therefore, we should work to create sacred spaces in our lives. Your sacred space can be in your car or on a busy bus, train, or plane. It could be in your school, on your job, or taking a walk. It should be your home as well. You don't have to be completely alone to find a sacred space with the Most High. What makes the space sacred is the same thing that made the far side of the wilderness holy ground, the Most High's presence. The Most High is always with us, and our need is to sense His presence and interact with Him. We can recognize how He is speaking and receive what He is imparting and respond to His leading. Moses found himself on the backside of the desert when the Most High encountered him. The presence of the Most High there made that place holy. The presence of God enables us to create our own sacred spaces for transformation, even in the midst of our chaos. If we desire to encounter the Most High, creating space for Him to minister to us will be essential in our spiritual transformation. Matthew 6, 5-9 says, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing, 
and the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they might be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye, therefore like unto them. For your father knoweth what things ye have need of, before ye ask him. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's where the whole idea of the prayer closet comes from. Those might be familiar with the movie War Room, where the woman goes into a closet and shuts the door and prays. Our homes are our sanctuaries. There are places of warmth, light, and love, where after a hard day's work, we can come back and take a load off and shut out the noise of the outside world. Well, ideally, at least. Whether it's for purposing a spare room or cleaning out the top of your dresser, creating a space for your spiritual practice in whatever form that may be, also helps you to commit to a consistent routine that will make your practice more effective. But before you can enjoy the benefits, you must first think about your spiritual goals, as well as what space you have to work with and how to effectively use it to design something personal to you. No matter what kind of household or area, corner, closet you are working with, there are lots of ways to create a truly peaceful and relaxing sacred space at home. First, ask yourself a few questions to help get a sense of what function or purpose your sanctuary will serve. Maybe it'll be a place where you will actively practice yoga, meditation, or a space for introspection and quiet reflection. Perhaps it's simply somewhere you can switch off and relax or retreat to when you want to feel inspired and uplifted. Once you've thought about the purpose of the space, scout out an area you might be able to work with. Are you fortunate enough to have a spare room in your home? You have the opportunity to create an entirely private and separate oasis. You can solely associate with calm and relaxation and the most high. If you don't have much room to dedicate to the space, think about using the corner of the room, a balcony, a countertop, or even a walk-in wardrobe. If possible, try to find an area that doesn't get a lot of household traffic and has a degree of privacy. The last thing you want is lots of background noise or someone barging through while you're trying to relax and connect with the Most High and find peace. Now that you know what you're working with and what you want to achieve, you can start transforming the space into something truly sacred. A sanctuary you associate with peace, healing, meditation, reflection, and the Most High. Whatever your goal or spiritual practice, the space should be a retreat, an escape, and an immediate reminder of the sacred 
You can use it for a range of mindful activities, such as stream of consciousness journaling, which can be very cathartic. Get your thoughts out of your head and onto paper. Your writing doesn't need to be perfect or even grammatically correct. In fact, you may never read it again. Simply use it as a chance to clear the mind and find clarity. Making a gratitude list. What are you thankful for? Write a list of things or people for whom you are grateful. Writing and reflecting on this particularly during difficult times offers perspective and reminds us of the good things in life we can focus on. Reading inspiring literature. Keep some inspiring literature at hand to use or refer to during your practice or time spent in your sacred space. There are so many options from art therapy to creating your own Zen garden. If you have limited space and use a multi-purpose room for your spiritual retreat, consider implementing some basic feng shui principles to keep energy pure and flowing at all times. Cover your television when it's not in use. Unsurprisingly, a TV is a disruptive to calming energy. We should cultivate in a sacred space. Drape a shawl or your favorite fabric over the television or technology that you can't easily move out of the room to keep the energy pure and give the space a whole new meaning. Get rid of dead energy by clearing and cleansing your living space. In a clear and organized space, energy can flow freely. Decluttering also creates space where there wasn't any before. Let the sun shine in. Open your windows to let fresh air in to circulate. Allow as much natural light into your home as possible to create an uplifting and inspiring space. Use crystals to help focus and adjust the flow of energy to create a more harmonious space. Adding music to your space creates more soothing atmosphere. If you live in a busy household or on a noisy street, it helps to block out background noise and aid in concentration. Over the years, various studies have found music to be very beneficial for relaxation and concentration. Bring the outdoors in. Indoor plants offer not only an injection of color and life into the home, but also have a range of other benefits. Houseplants are easy and effective way to purify the air. A range of studies have found that the simplest addition of plants in the home boosts calmness and productivity and even reduces blood pressure while adding a whole new energy to the space. African Lucky Bamboo Money Trees Lady Palm Dwarf Date Peace Lily and Boston Fern to name a few are particularly effective at improving the quality of indoor air. Working with a small space or don't have a green thumb, you can use succulents, which require next to no maintenance. Essential oils are also a valuable addition to any sacred space. They balance energy and add the element of air to a space. Our sense of smell is also so closely linked to memory, which means that certain scents can immediately evoke a feeling of relaxation. So even in times when you are outside of your sanctuary and perhaps in a more stressful environment, these scents can induce a feeling of relaxation and take you back to your sacred space. 
There are so many essential oils to choose from, but here are a few known for their calming and restorative and healing effects. Lavender, frankincense, cedarwood, sandalwood, and sage. You can also include a range of symbols and signs in your spiritual place. These acts as points of concentration and focus during your practice and are also beautiful, inspiring additions. It might go without saying, but your spiritual space should be a technology-free zone. While technology plays a very functional and practical role, particularly in our professional lives, it is also constantly invading our downtime and personal space. Giving your mind a break from the overstimulation of technology truly has a cleansing and rejuvenating effect. Your sacred space should be a place where you can disconnect and relax and not have to worry about answering emails or what your friends are up to on social media. So before entering your sacred space, leave your phone at the door and use this as a chance for a technology detox. The key to creating a sacred space is to make it personal and meaningful to you. It should be somewhere you feel completely comfortable and at ease so you can truly relax and look within. Remember to start small and focus on a particular area of your sacred space. And with time and if space permits, you can create a peaceful and spiritual feeling that will radiate throughout your entire home. I personally use some elements of the basic principles of feng shui in my own home. Feng shui is an ancient art and science that was formalized over 3,000 years ago in China. In literal translation, feng means wind and shui means water. In Chinese culture, wind and water are associated with good health. Thus, good feng shui came to mean good fortune. And conversely, bad feng shui means bad luck or misfortune. Some elements of feng shui practice dates back to at least 6,000 years and it contains elements of various branches of scholarly study, including physics, philosophy, astronomy, and astrology. It is related closely to the Taoist vision and understanding of nature, particularly the idea that the land is alive and filled with qi or energy. Feng shui is sometimes thought to be the art of placement, and understanding how the placement of yourself and objects within a space affects your life in various areas of experience. It is a complex body of knowledge that teaches you how to balance and harmonize with the energies in any given space, be it at home, office, or garden. Its aim is to assure good fortune for the people inhabiting a space. The two basic elements or principles of feng shui is the first is yin and yang. The core of the Taoist theory of yin and yang is the belief that a balance of feminine yin and masculine yang is necessary to maintain a good flow of qi or a good flow of energy and a content, successful life. In Taoist and feng shui theory, yin and yang are opposites that are dependent upon one another and which must always be in balance. The principle of duality, the idea that all things are balanced blends of two things, 
is the root of yin-yang theory. While most other spiritual philosophies believe in opposing dualities, such as good versus evil, the Chinese Taoist system believes that balance and equilibrium between opposites is a desirable state. Discord occurs when one principle outweighs the other. And the other element is the five elements. By tradition, feng shui practice holds that all things consist of varying degrees of the five elements, wood, earth, air, metal, and water. Each is represented by certain colors that can help you bring harmony to a particular space. The five elements can interact in any number of ways, some constructive and some destructive. In the constructive cycle, for example, water provides moisture for trees, wood, to grow. Wood then becomes a fuel for fire, and the residue of fire is ash or soil. And the ash or soil is the essence of earth minerals that form metals. And as metal cools, they allow water to condense, completing the cycle. In a destructive cycle, on the other hand, metal can cut wood and wood can grow over and consume soil. Feng Shui offers a variety of cures to improve your life, from the use of aquariums and mirrors to attract prosperity, to the use of crystals, fountains, or clocks for, the, for other personal goals. There are many ways you can improve the energy of your home and in your home or office with solid, good Feng Shui practices. Feng Shui focuses on colors as well. It is amazing how carefully chosen colors of wall paint, furniture, or accessories can affect the energy flow in your home. If you love to decorate anyway, you might as well choose color palettes that are potentially beneficial to your life. And like yoga and Ayurveda, Vatsushastra is an ancient Vedic science from India. Vatsu means abode, and Shastra means knowledge, abode knowledge, home knowledge. It considers living out of harmony with your home, surroundings, and the five elements to be the primary causes of relationship difficulties. It recommends that you aim for the highest, purest love energy in your home. The qualities are selflessness, generosity, non-greed, non-covetness, contentment, clarity, cleanliness, and non-criticism. It is a joyful, unconditional, peaceful, uncontaminated by negativity, and it permeates throughout everything. This is known as sattvic love. And most modern design interpretations, such as modernized Zen and wabi-sabi, a Japanese aesthetic choice, are dominated by a strong masculine force that discards the spiritual softness of these philosophies. And for a balanced home, it's recommended that two-thirds feminine and one-third masculine energies. Feminine energy confers stability with reflective and intuitive qualities that make your home a nurturing and loving environment. Remove any harsh or violent images on the walls regardless of artistry, and reduce the amount of negativity coming in through the television. And when you decorate the walls, tabletops, bedroom, living room, and even the toilet spaces with loving memories 
This constantly reminds couples and children of the unshakable closeness they enjoy. You can decorate lovingly, even if single, to bring love to yourself as well. Make your sacred space personal. Choose what tastes, sounds, smells, looks, and feels good to you. Choose objects that give you energy, inspire you, or help you get into the ritual of your meditation, prayer, yoga, or any other sacred practice. Also consider using a screen or a curtain or other boundary to make your sacred space feel more contained, relaxing, and personal. We want to create a private sanctuary for simple and quiet reflection where you can find serenity while you're at home and call up the same peaceful feeling when you're away by visualizing your home space. Co-create this with your family and deepen the intimacy through regular family time in the sacred space. Now you want to feel good in the space. So in choosing the room, pay attention to the lighting. A room that has lots of natural light will instantly enhance your mood. If you can't find a room that possesses the qualities, consider an outdoor space. This may be your patio or deck or even your floral garden. Or like the Bible said, it can even be your closet and you can make that into a relaxing space or relax within yourself within that space. You want to make sure it's clean and uncluttered. No distractions. Again, bring nature inside to help to cultivate and unleash your nature inside of you. And when cleaning the space, clean naturally. While most household cleaners have low VOC, volatile organic compound levels, it's a good idea to be aware of the cleaning chemicals that you use on a regular basis and consider how they affect your environment. Are you contributing to the toxicity of your home? Many of us use the products that our mothers used without much thought because we tend to trust the brands we know. Using natural cleaning solutions whenever possible by combining water, essential oils, vinegar, vodka, baking soda to keep your home toxin-free while getting the aromatherapy benefits of essential oil. Use a few drops of essential oil in your favorite microfiber duster for the aromatherapy benefits of scented dusting. Spiritualize your cleaning routine. Use the power of intention. You can do a spiritual clean anytime to clear the negative and stale energy that lingers in your home from past arguments and illnesses. Use candles, sage or incense, oil burners, or just create an intention while performing basic cleaning tasks. Whether or not you perform a spiritual house cleaning in your weekly routine, it's a good idea to give your entire home a thorough, energetic cleansing at least once a year. Set your attention for cleaning, clearing, protection, and blessings. Use sound, scent, and nature to help elevate the energy level in your home. Honor your space and everything that you love. Understand how each room in your house relates to your chakra system. Chakras are energetic centers within the etheric body. The word chakra itself originally meant wheel, but they are thought to function more like vortexes, either open and spinning correctly or open and spinning backward or closed entirely. 
Healthy chakras are an essential part of mind, body, spirit, living in alignment. A closed chakra is a result of an energetic blockage, typically an emotional or spiritual issue. And just one blocked chakra will affect the rest of your system, causing it to go into overdrive to compensate. And this ultimately results in feeling lethargic, scattered, or burnt out. Leaving your chakras out of balance for too long can eventually lead to physical illness. Now, the root chakra is the kitchen, toilet, basement, and crawl spaces. The root chakra represents stability, balance, and physical survival. It's also our connection to our ancestors. An underactive root chakra is characterized by excessive worries about money, paranoia, and feeling disconnected. So, the root chakra is about survival and sustenance. And since we literally sustain ourselves with food, the kitchen is the perfect representation of this. And this chakra is also where any energy is eliminated from our body so the toilet and basement can represent this aspect. Take a look at your kitchen. Is it neat, tidy, and ready to use? Or is it cluttered and a dirty mess? Is it bright and filled with fresh food or dark with barren shelves? Excessive clutter or general messiness indicate that it's time to put more effort into the self-care of the chakra. And the sacred chakra, the sacral chakra, is your creative centers. The sacral chakra represents our relationship with ourselves, but this extends well beyond us since we project this onto our perception of the world around us. The big lesson here is simple. You cannot love anyone else until you love yourself. So it's also the chakra of sensuality and sexuality. In our homes, the sacral chakra is represented by any center of creativity. And potential signs of imbalance in the sacral chakra include the bedroom, with your life or your relationship, and inhibition. You might have a thriving business running out of the spare bedroom, a blog run from your computer in your home office, Choose the zone that best represents your own version of creativity and take a careful look around. If clutter or improper storage is impeding your ability to create, then get to work at finding some solutions. If you don't have a creative center in your home, then now is a great time to create one. What classes have you been meaning to take or interests have you been willing to wait to explore? How can you express this energy in your home? Your creative energy is an integral piece of your soul. So devote some time to honoring it. And your solar plexus chakra represents bathrooms, laundry room, living room, or family room. The solar plexus chakra represents our personal power. It governs both self-esteem and self-discipline. An activated solar plexus chakra results in being confident, reliable, and responsible. Those with the solar plexus that is not in balance will be prone to emotional outbursts and stress, excess chakra activity, or passivity, blocked or slow. Since this chakra represents multiple parts of our lives, it can also be represented by a number of ways in our home. Areas associated with water are highly associated with emotional energies, so your bathroom, laundry room, 
are great places to examine for signs of distress. Think faulty plumbing, faucets, lighting, or messiness. Another choice could be your living room, since that's where we go when we're entertaining friends or curling up to watch television or talk with our family members. Cast a constructive eye towards your living areas. Is there adequate seating and lighting? Can you comfortably hang out there with a few friends? Is your living room too messy for guests? It's likely an accurate reflection of your own self-confidence and esteem. And the heart chakra is dining areas and hallways. The heart chakra represents love as well as the consciousness of divine love. Problems with the heart chakra are characterized by troubled relationships and being overly critical and being stuck in the past. Sharing food with others, whether it's family or friends, is an act of divine love on a fundamental level that you are nurturing them and contributing toward their survival. Choosing your dining room or kitchen table as your representation of the heart chakra only if you actually use it for eating, whether alone or with others, make sure that everything is in working order and that you can have enough supplies to make the overall experience comfortable. Hallways are similar to the veins in our body. The heart is the pump that creates circulation. In your home, a hallway is the way for you and for chi, energy, to get from one room to the next. All but the tiniest of apartments will have some sort of hallway. If you don't, choose a major footpath in your home. For example, from the sofa to the kitchen or the bedroom to the bathroom. So always make sure that this hallway path is clear of clutter and obstructions. The throat chakra is the study or home office. The throat chakra gives a clear and concise communication. An open throat chakra allows you to find and express your authentic voice. If you're experiencing problems with expressing your feelings, finding your true voice, or understanding what those around you are saying, then this might be a key zone for you to take a closer look at. In the home, the throat chakra is best represented by your computer zone. Computers are now our main communication channel, whether you are Skyping, emailing, vlogging, or doing it through a computer or a similar device. Finding your zone is super simple if you have a desktop computer. But if you use a laptop, think about where you use it the most. On the sofa, the kitchen table, find the zone that best represents that for you and make sure that that is clean and uncluttered. And your third eye chakra is your spiritual center, your library, or your home office. The third eye chakra is the master chakra. All other chakras must be open and balanced before this chakra can fully activate. It is the chakra of wisdom, spiritual devotion, and intuition. And an imbalanced third eye chakra is occupied with insomnia, nightmares, and indecision. In any spiritual space, in your home, it is an obvious choice to represent this energy chakra. A home office or library is another excellent representation, even if it falls on the logical side of the brain. But it is where your business, bills, or schedule are maintained and therefore represents knowledge and control over your life in general. Libraries literally contain knowledge, but since owning a real library is probably unlikely, 
a large bookshelf is another ideal choice. But whichever space best corresponds to this chakra for you, take a look around for any hot-button issues like clutter or ways for the functionality to be improved. And your crown chakra is your bedroom and front door. The crown chakra is our link to unity, oneness, and group consciousness. It is where the finite, the body and the ego, and the infinite, the infinite, universe and soul meet. This is the chakra that represents spirituality and enlightenment. Signs of an imbalanced crown chakra are depression and anxiety. Since we are the most open to receiving messages, whether from our own soul or from the most high, while we're sleeping, the bedroom is a natural choice for this chakra. This is one of the most intimate rooms in the home and is also one that we spend a lot of time in. It's where we retreat to not only when we are tired, but also when we're feeling sick or sad. The bedroom is home to our deepest emotional centers. Take a look around your bedroom for any key issues. Is your bed an inviting place for you to retreat to every night? Do you typically get a full night's sleep in? Make sure your bed is neat, comfortable, and nice to look at. The crown chakra can also be represented by the front door of your home. How open are you to receiving new visitors or new knowledge? Assess the state of your front door and entry. Look for any obvious problems, locks that are sticky or squeaky hinges. Maybe the doormat needs to be replaced or the door itself needs a cleaning. If your front door is blocked by clutter, it's time to make some changes and welcome some new energy into your home and life. Even at your office, you need to make a sacred space for yourself, a space for active rejuvenation. The reasoning is simple. When you're expending tons of mental energy, creating, problem-solving, innovating, you need somewhere to recharge. So you need to keep your stress levels healthy. Before, when I worked outside of the home, years ago, even in my little cubicle, I would create a sacred place for myself to reflect upon, even at my desk, in a cubicle. I used to have um, a beautiful glass bowl, and I would place dried rose petals in it. And then I would pour rose oil on the dried rose petals. And just that smell in my little cubicle, it wasn't a big bowl. The bowl was literally half the size of my hand. It was small, like the kind that um, chefs use to add seasoning, something a little bit bigger than that. But just that whiff of the roses and seeing the dried roses would help me feel good throughout the day. I would also keep an African lucky bamboo plant on my desk as well. Just having nature there and the smell of the roses, it would just refresh me during the day. Just a small tip. Inspire yourself with motivational prints. Print them out, throw them in a frame. You can get a frame from the dollar store and Watch how these motivational prints and sayings will inspire you, keep you in an upful, upbeat mood during the day. You can also add a water feature, a small one. They have them at places like CVS or Walgreens. A small little plug-in water feature that has rocks and water runs. You can plug that and have it away from your computer structures 
in your cubicle or in your office. If you have space, make a space for it if you can. And that water will be soothing to your spirit. Again, bringing in the elements. Sip calming tea. You know, instead of coffee, drink your bamate. It has way more benefits than coffee. It sends oxygen to your brain. It keeps you alert, you know. And filter out the noise if you can. A lot of offices are um, very loud sometimes. You can get miniature soundproof pods that allow for maximum focus and minimal distraction. And the five physical elements we spoke about earlier, I'm now going to break down the five spiritual elements. The concepts we call time and space as well as light, mass, and energy, are all part of the Most High's creation and may be considered a reflection of his attributes. As the Most High is consistent in what he does, when studying the scriptures, we should not be surprised to find that there are corresponding elements in the spiritual realm. And a study of these spiritual elements plays a key role in understanding who the Most High is, who we are, what is to come, and how we are to get there. And in order to be able to receive this information, we have to create a sacred space, hallowed ground within our mind, our body, our souls, our homes to access the Most High's wisdom. So we have spiritual time, spiritual space, spiritual light, spiritual mass, and spiritual energy. Now, spiritual time is represented by repeated events, not constricted to the physical linear aspect of time. And the repeated event of taking the time out to open up and be receptive to the Most High repeatedly is your spiritual time. And your spiritual space is the dimension beyond our physical one Spiritual space is necessary for the most high spiritual light to be transmitted, just as physical space is needed for physical light. And spiritual light is the most high's word or perfect will, either of which is a constant. You are the light of the world. Is an admonition for the most high's people to teach others his Torah, which is his light. And also to teach ourselves, overstand. And spiritual mass is any entity whose function is to implement the will of the Most High. And spiritual energy is the result of the work of the Holy Spirit around, in, and through our lives. Creating a sacred space is such a simple yet powerful act a place devoted to the part of you that whispers, calls, and yearns, a space that acts as an invitation to the universe, the most high, to support you. It can be as small as a window ledge or as big as a whole room. Spend some time thinking about what makes a space sacred for you. It can be useful to set an intention, like I said earlier, before creating your space, what are you seeking to add to your life by setting this space apart in your home? What do you hope to do in this space? It's also worth thinking about who you want to share the space with. Will your partner be involved in creating the space? Will he or she be allowed to add to it or use it when you aren't present? 
If you're going to have children participate in your rituals, how can you make the space safe and sacred for them? Have these conversations with your loved ones so that they also know what your expectations are. You can use a tiny nook, a corner of a room, a closet, a small chair in the bedroom, or perhaps create an outdoor space. The simplest and sometimes most effective meditation spaces feature only the bare essentials, such as a meditation cushion or a soft spot to sit, natural light, something with personal significance, crystals, fresh air. The items you place in your space don't have to be elaborate or expensive. Buy one beautiful pillow that you sit on each time you meditate or get quiet. Wherever you place that pillow, whether on the floor, a chair, the sofa, or your bed, will become your sacred space. Some other ideas of what you want to place in your space is a vision board, postcards, travel souvenirs, plants, religious books, incense, bells, essential oils. You can also incorporate a journal into the space or keep running lists of desires and blessings. Make this a place of ritual and reflection and allow it to change over time as you change. As my mother taught me, if you're not changing, you're not growing. Having a designated space in your home for prayer, meditation, or private reflection can be a constant reminder of how important it is to cultivate this sense of awe and wonder in your own life. It will also help open the chakras and balance your energies in and around you and allow for the grace of the Most High to come through in high velocity. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis, blessings and grace.
and rearranges Nothing in my life remains the same Constantly moving, never changing Rearranging It's all about the changes and rearranges This is 
rock so you can't push over Any time you reach a river Jordan Me not turn my back, me have to cross over No weapons form against me shall prosper No plague, no pestilence, me have to pass over Tell a la la is all the dust are rock So you can't push over Any time you reach a river Jordan Me not on me back, back, back Me have to pass over No weapons form against me shall prosper No plague, no pestilence No plague, no pestilence I am sealed with the blood of the most Venerated souls, 
elevating minds. Light a candle for the ones that's out the realm of time. Making off and full advancement of the humankind. Back on my game, back on my grind. Venerated souls, elevated minds. Light a candle for the ones that's out the realm of time. Making off and full advancement of the humankind. Blessings and grace, and welcome to the Go and Gnosis, your news infused with consciousness, starting off on WNObserver.com. France decides to maintain free education for foreign students from outside the European Union. France decided on Saturday to maintain the principle of free education for foreign students coming from outside the continent's old countries and to maintain the symbolic or reduced fees upon enrollment. According to Euronews, the decision was made by the French Constitutional Council, especially after a previous statement by the Minister of Higher Education, Frédéric Vidal, last year, in which she announced a proposal to raise university registration fees for foreign students wishing to study in France from countries outside the European Union. Vidal's proposal aroused the ire of educational and student bodies defending free education and the right of foreign students to study in France with the same fees paid by the French. University organizations and representatives of foreign students in France saw the decision at the time as biased. Foreign students, especially those coming from Asia, Africa, and the United States, constitute numerous French universities at several levels. The number of foreign students in France exceeds 300,000 annually, according to the Minister of Education, who said that the sector aims to receive half a million students in the future. Moving forward to topuniversities.com, where can you study abroad for free? Study in Germany for free. Study in France for free or at low cost. Study in the Nordic countries for free. Other places to study in Europe for free or at low cost include Austria, Belgium, Czech Republic, Greece, Italy, and Spain. Some other places to study abroad for free or at low cost are Argentina, India, and Taiwan. For more information, go to topuniversities.com and research where you can study abroad for free or at low cost. Moving forward to pewtrust.org, talk of reparations for slavery moves to state capitals. Pennsylvania State Representative Chris Rabb, a Democrat, announced plans last month to introduce sweeping legislation that would award reparations to African-American state residents. As the nation debates the merits of reparations, Lawmakers in California, New York, Texas, and Vermont have introduced legislation exploring compensation to the descendant of slaves. For centuries after the first African slaves landed on Virginia shores, state lawmakers across the country are taking up a debate over how to atone for what's been called America's original sin. This year, Democratic lawmakers in California, New York, and Vermont states that either outlawed slavery before the Civil War or never allowed it, have introduced legislation that would apologize for their state's role in slavery, recognize the lasting negative impact of slavery on current generations of African Americans, and explore monetary reparations. In April, Democratic lawmakers in Texas 
introduced a bill urging the passage of a federal reparations bill introduced by United States Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, also a Democrat, the same month. And in September, Florida lawmakers introduced a $10 million reparations bill for for the descendants of victims of a specific 1920 racial atrocity, the Ocoee Massacre. In the early 20th century, Ocoee was home to one of Florida's most prosperous African-American communities. On Election Day in 1920, Mose Norman and July Perry attempted to vote, and the African-American community was erased from Ocoee's history until now. The Ocoee Massacre, considered the single bloodiest day in modern American political history, was a violent race riot that broke out on November 2nd, 1920. African-American-owned buildings and residences in the northern Ocoee, a city in Orange County, Florida, were burned to the ground. The African-Americans residing in Ocoee, who were not direct victims of the race riot, were later driven out by threats or force. A total of 330 acres plus 48 city lots owned by 18 black families living in Ocoee, Florida, were lost. In 2001, the land lost by the 18 Ocoee families, not including buildings now on it, is assessed by tax officials for more than $4.2 million, according to the AP report. Ocoee would then become an all-white town and remain such until 61 years later in 1981. Meanwhile, Pennsylvania State Representative Chris Robb announced plans to introduce a reparations bill this legislative session that would entitle African Americans in the Keystone State to remuneration. But first, the Democrat said he's organized a team of researchers to identify every state law since 1776 that's had a racist impact on the state's African American population. He proposes a statewide reparations plan for Pennsylvania that would involve multiple tiers of compensation, with the greatest awards going to residents who can prove they descended from generations of black Pennsylvanians. To qualify for reparations, residents would have to prove they lived as African Americans through government records, such as census records and birth certificates. When we wonder why these racial disparities endure, we have to start at the origin, said Rab, who is black. It's policy. It's not a cultural deficit. It's not bad decisions by individual black people. It's the system. To be sure, except for one California resolution that passed with bipartisan support, none of the state bills has yet made it past committee. All were introduced by Democrats. But as the United States wrestles with rising incidents of hate crimes, and policymakers become increasingly conscious of slavery's long-term effects on issues ranging from criminal justice policy to educational achievement gaps. This year's legislative activity marks the first time that states have explored reparations in a significant way. Moving forward to BlackEnterprise.com, this Black women's business is on the cusp of $3 billion in revenue. Here's how she did it. By next year, Janice Bryant Howard has ambitious plans to boost the revenues to $3 billion at her staffing solutions firm, Act One Group. If realized, that would be a $200 million revenue gain for the nation's largest certified women minority-owned full-service staffing agency. 
How Royd's business is a BE100's company, capturing the number two spot on Black Enterprise annual listing of America's largest Black-owned businesses. It maintained that ranking with $2.8 billion in yearly revenue for 2018 and 2017. In her new book, Acting Up, Winning in Business and Life Using Down-Home Wisdom, out this month, she details growth tools and strategies for her California-based company. At the Act One Group, we are a company of entrepreneurs all working under the belief that together we win, Howroyd says. The key thing is having an inclusive decision-making team who, once a decision is made, rally to it. When asked, you have been phenomenally successful as a Black woman entrepreneur. What type of advice would you give the next generation of Black entrepreneurs before they open or expand a business? The advice I'd give to the next generation of Black entrepreneurs on opening or expanding a business is the same I'd give to any entrepreneur. Be clear about why you're doing it and honest to those who invest in it. Have a vetted, banked recovery plan for a year two that sustains the business if it's expanding. Respect the power of technology. Share the rise. Keep your Black enterprise subscriptions updated and followed. (laughs) And for Black entrepreneurs, racism isn't dead but don't you help keep it alive. Moving forward to independent.co.uk. Hong Kong protests, China extradition bill officially killed as Beijing considers replacing Carrie Lam. Hong Kong authorities have formally withdrawn the unpopular extradition bill that sparked a months-long protest movement. However, the proposal sparked widespread fears that residents would be at risk of being sent to mainland China to face the state's Communist Party-controlled courts, prompting protests that have engulfed the territory between citizens and the police. Now, after assurances from Mrs. Lam in September that the bill would be scrapped in the next meeting of the state's Legislative Council, it has been formally withdrawn by Secretary for Security John Lee. But despite having now met what was the central demand of protesters, When their demonstrations began in March, it is unlikely the move will deter further conflict. The goals of the movement have shifted to securing greater independence from the influence of Beijing and the resignation of Ms. Lam. Action is frequently accompanied by the chant, Five Demands, Not One Less, in reference to the possible removal of the bill. There aren't any big differences between suspension and withdrawal of the extradition bill. It's too little too late said protester Connie, age 27. There are still other demands the government needs to meet, especially the problem of police brutality. The move comes amid reports China will seek to replace Ms. Lam with an interim chief executive for the province in an attempt to quell protest. Moving forward to cbsnews.com, for the first time, there are fewer wealthy Americans than Chinese. For the first time, Fewer Americans than Chinese rank among the top 10% in global wealth, a study found. In the United States, 99 million people are in the top 10% compared with 100 million. In China, China's strong economic growth and property market has helped boost wealth in that country. In a first, people in China who rank in the top 10% of wealth around the world now outnumber Americans in that select group, 
highlighting the ongoing tilt in global wealth toward Asia. The United States has 99 million of its citizens in the top 10%, while China has leapfrogged ahead with 100 million citizens in the group, according to a new report on global wealth from Credit Suisse. Since 2008, emerging economies, including China, have accounted for two-thirds of real wealth gain, the investment bank said in a blog post. The new world is taking over as the engine of global advancement, while the influence of the old world is waning. Even so, America is still far richer country than China, with 18.6 million millionaires in the United States, compared with 4.4 million in China. The median wealth of Americans also stand at about 66,000 per person, compared with 21,000 in China, Credit Suisse found. Moving forward to Newsweek.com, the United States objects to the mention of sexual and reproductive health in the United Nations Resolution on Women. It says that it promotes abortion. Sexual and reproductive health promotes abortion. So says the United States at the United Nations. Shortly after a unanimous vote in the United Nations Security Council to pass a resolution on women, peace and security, the United States mission to the UN, headed by Ambassador Kelly Kraft, released a press statement criticizing references to sexual and reproductive health. The revolution referenced previously passed resolutions, including the term which Kraft deemed unacceptable. I must note that we cannot accept references to sexual and reproductive health, nor to any references to safe termination of pregnancy or language that would promote abortion or suggest a right to abortion. The statement continues, the United Nations should not put itself in a position of promoting or suggesting a right to abortion, whether it's humanitarianism or development work. Other countries in the open debate spoke strongly of including references to sexual and reproductive health, including the United Kingdom and Belgium. This is not the first time that the United States has pushed back against including these rights in the Security Council resolution. In April 2019, a draft resolution circulated prior to the Security Council vote included the term. The United States mission responded by threatening to veto, thereby killing the resolution if the term was not taken out, the resolution which centered on sexual and gender-based violence and conflict was passed without the inclusion of any reference to sexual or reproductive health. Moving forward to DW.com. Roundup weed killer. 42,000 plaintiffs sue Bayer over glyphosate. Lawsuits against Bayer are on the rise over claims that the company's weed killer causes cancer the legal cases have taken a toll on Bayer's share price and reputation. More than 42,000 plaintiffs have joined lawsuits against German chemical giant Bayer, blaming the company's glyphosate-based weed killer for their cancer. The number of plaintiffs, largely brought by United States citizens, is now at 42,700, more than double the 18,400 reported in the middle of July, Bayer announced on Wednesday. The legal cases all concern Roundup, a weed killer with controversial active ingredient glyphosate. The significant increase is clearly driven by the plaintiff's side television advertising spend, 
which is estimated to have roughly doubled in the third quarter compared with the entire first half of the year, Bear said in a statement. However, the number of lawsuits claims against the company gathered momentum following a lawsuit in August 2018 that found that Monsanto, a Bear subsidiary, should have warned of alleged cancer risk associated with its glyphosate-based weed killers. Bear shares have dropped 30% since then. The company said it was engaged in, in a mediation process ordered by a federal judge in California. In 2015, the World Health Organization's International Agency for Research on Cancer said glyphosate, the world's most commonly used herbicide, was probably, probably carcinogenic to humans. The World Health Organization said that it was probably a carcinogenic to humans. The World Health Organization's International Agency for Research on Cancer. So what are they researching? We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology, blessings, and grace. Brothers, sisters, another man property, don't put your eyes on One, two, three. Hey.
Because now you can choose for your life, for your work, for your way of life. We are closing these boxes for the free us from this bondage. Stepping when I'm going to work, reggae music bring me happiness, bring me in the mood. Blessings and grace, and welcome to Technology. Starting off on TechCrunch.com, NordVPN confirms it was hacked. NordVPN, a virtual private network provider that promises to protect your privacy online, has confirmed it was hacked. The admission comes following rumors that the company had been breached. It first emerged that NordVPN had expired internal private key exposed, potentially allowing anyone to spin out their own servers imitating NordVPN. VPN providers are increasingly popular as they ostensibly provide privacy from your internet provider and visiting sites about your internet browsing traffic. That's why journalists and activists often use these services, particularly when they're working in hostile states. These providers channel all your internet traffic through one encrypted pipe, making it more difficult for anyone on the internet to see which sites you are visiting or which apps you are using. But often that means displacing your browsing history from your internet provider to your VPN provider. That's left many providers open to scrutiny, as often it's not clear if each provider is logging every site a user visits. The company confirmed it had installed intrusion detection systems, a popular technology that companies use to detect early breaches, but no one could know about an undisclosed remote management system left by the data center provider, said the spokesman. NordVPN said it disputes this. We treat VPN servers as untrusted in the rest of our infrastructure. It is not possible to get access to other VPN servers, users database, or any other server from a compromised VPN service, said the spokesperson. They spent millions on ads, but apparently nothing on effective defensive security, the researcher said. NordVPN was recently recommended by TechRadar and PCMag. CNET described it as its favorite VPN provider. It is also believed several other VPN providers may have been breached around the same time, similar to records posted online, as seen by TechCrunch suggests that TorGuard and Viking VPN 
may have also been compromised. A spokesperson for TourGuard told TechCrunch that a single server was compromised in 2017, but denied that any VPN traffic was accessed. TourGuard also put out an extensive statement following a May blog post, which first revealed the breach. Moving forward, onto BBC.com, Instagram bans cosmetic surgery filters. Instagram is removing all augmented reality filters that depict or promote cosmetic surgery amid concerns they may harm people's mental health. Effects that make people look like they've had lip injections, fillers, or facelift will be among those banned. Research suggests that face-changing filters can make people feel worse about the way they look. Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, said the ban was about promoting well-being. We're reevaluating our policies. We want our filters to be a positive experience for people, a spokesman said. While we're reevaluating our policies, we will remove all effects from the effects gallery associated with plastic surgery. Stop further approval of new effects like this and remove current effects if they're reported to us. Moving forward to businessinsider.com. Chinese citizens will soon need to scan their face before they can access internet services or get a new phone number. China's 854 million internet users will soon need to use facial identification in order to apply for new internet or mobile services. The Chinese government announced last month that telecommunications companies will need to scan users' faces in order to verify their identities before they can access new services. The new rule will apply December 1st. The new legislation is part of China's wider efforts to keep close tabs on its citizens and monitor the activities and behaviors. Moving forward to Vice.com, 40 major music festivals have pledged not to use facial recognition technology. Activists declare the first major victory against the spread of commercial facial recognition technology in the United States. 40 of the world's largest music festivals, including South by Southwest, Coachella, Pitchfork, and Bonnaroo have gone on the record to promise that they will not use facial recognition technology at their events, following a campaign launched by musicians and activists to ban the technology. Today, organizers of the campaign are declaring a victory. It's so important that people just don't learn about how scary and dangerous surveillance technology like facial recognition is but also learn about successful efforts to stop it. Evan Greer, the deputy director of Fight for the Future, a digital rights advocacy group that spearheaded the campaign, told Motherboard, The victory for digital rights activists and musicians is the first major setback to commercial facial recognition companies in the United States and could have ripples beyond the industry. And perhaps the biggest victory, Ticketmaster took a step back from surveillance technology company that it invested in last year with plans to develop a facial scan for concertgoers' faces instead of having them wait in line to enter a venue. That surveillance company, Blink Identity, helped build out the United States military facial recognition technology during the war in Afghanistan. On its website, Blink Identity brags that it spent the last decade building and deploying large-scale biometric identification systems in the Middle East for the Department of Defense. Despite this victory, 
Facial recognition technology is rapidly expanding into other spaces, including gas stations, shopping malls, casinos, schools, and airports. Detroit's police department uses it and does immigration and customs enforcement. And while 40 festivals have signed onto the pledge, Burning Man, Outside Lands, and Boston Calling have yet to sign on. In 2013, Boston Calling was the test site for a secret facial recognition pilot program run by the Boston Police Department, which subjected thousands of unwitting music fans to face surveillance. Moving forward to TheVerge.com, cinema's digital imposters are coming. From Rogue One to Gemini Man, the rules around digital actor replacements are changing. We've been infiltrated by imposters. Our entertainment industry is facing an invasion of non-people with striking similarities to real and recognizable people. The digitization of A-listers is spreading in Hollywood productions, allowing for lifelike simulations of actors and other notables to creep in and undermine everything we once took for granted about performing. And we can't say we weren't warned. In showbiz, where image is everything, actors have to be protective of their likenesses and the brand they represent. That's led to friction between stars and the studios making money off of them since time immemorial. But more recent advances have complicated a long-standing debate. In 1990, Crispin Glover landed in the middle of a hot-button issue when he sued Back to the Future 2 for replacing him as George McFly with an actor styled to look just like him. He claimed that pairing Dunup substitute Jeffrey Weissman with previously shot footage from the first film constituted infringement on his rights of publicity, and Universal settled to the rumored tune of $760,000. A Hollywood Reporter article from a few years ago included a pretentious soundbite from Glover's lawyer, Doug Harry. What I said to the judge was, things may happen in the future that will make this important. We need to draw a line. That line was redrawn over and over again in the years that followed, as actors stood their ground against Erdstadt's versions of themselves. Vanna White hauled Samsung into court in 1993 over an ad featuring a robot gussied up with glamorous gowns and a blonde updo to host a Wheel of Fortune-type game show. In late 2009, Gwen Stefani and other members of No Doubt slapped Activision with the lawsuit for letting players use the band's in-game avatar featured in Band Hero to play any of the available songs instead of the agreed-upon three from their own catalog. The same issue was raised with Kurt Cobain's avatar in Guitar Hero 5, an attempt to capitalize on his image that Courtney Love took none too kindly. In both cases, the talent won massive payouts and gained an important advantage in the unending tug-of-war between institutions and individuals. The Screen Actors Guild can ensure everyone gets compensated fairly when holograms come to take their jobs. But even so, digital replacements of actors are going to permanently alter the principles of the acting craft. Ang Lee and other cinema scientists have been so preoccupied with whether they could that they didn't stop to think if they should. Now they've created their own beast beyond control. Whether it's the next phase of evolution has yet to be seen. Moving forward to SciTechDaily.com, powered by sunlight, artificial leaf successfully produces clean gas from CO2 and water. 
a widely used gas that is currently produced from fossil fuels can instead be made by an artificial leaf that uses only sunlight, carbon dioxide, and water, which could eventually be used to develop a sustainable liquid fuel alternative to petrol. The carbon-neutral devices sets a new benchmark in the field of solar fuels after researchers at the University of Cambridge demonstrated that it can directly produce the gas called syngas in a sustainable and simple way. Rather than running on fossil fuels, the artificial leaf is powered by sunlight, although it still works efficiently on cloudy and overcast day. And unlike the current industrial processes for producing syngas, the leaf does not release any additional carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. The results are reported on October 21, 2019, in the journal Nature Materials. Syngas is currently made from a mixture of hydrogen and carbon monoxide and is used to produce a range of commodities such as fuels, pharmaceuticals, plastics, and fertilizers. You may not have heard of Syngas itself, but every day you consume products that were created using it. Being able to produce it sustainably would be a critical step in closing the global carbon cycle and establishing a sustainable chemical and fuel industry, said senior author Professor Erwin Reisner from Cambridge's Department of Chemistry, who has spent seven years working toward this goal. Syngas is already used as a building block in the production of liquid fuels. What we like to do next, instead of first making syngas and then converting it into liquid fuel, is to make the liquid fuel in one step from carbon dioxide and water, said Reisner, who is also a fellow of St. John's College. Although great advances are being made in generating electricity from renewable energy sources such as wind power and photovoltaics, Reisner says that development of synthetic petrol is vital, as electricity can currently only satisfy about 25% of our total global energy demand. There is a major demand for liquid fuels to power heavy transport, shipping, and aviation sustainably, he said. We're aiming at sustainably creating products such as ethanol, which can readily be used as fuel, said Andre. It's challenging to produce it in one step from sunlight using the carbon dioxide reduction reaction. But we're confident that we're going to the right direction and that we have the right catalyst. So we believe we will be able to produce a device that can demonstrate this process in the near future. Moving forward to TheVerge.com, banks and landlords want to overturn federal rules on housing algorithms. HUD is considering changes and industry is interested. Landlords and lenders are pushing the Department of Housing and Urban Development to make it easier for businesses to discriminate against possible tenants using automated tools. Under a new proposal that just finished its public comment period, HUD suggested raising the bar for some legal challenges, making discrimination cases less likely to succeed. Fair housing advocates have cried foul, arguing that the change will open the door for companies to discriminate with algorithms and get away with it. Like most modern industries, the housing market relies on automation. In deciding whether to rent or sell someone a home, businesses run background checks, calculate insurance costs, examine credit, and generally take account of an applicant's history. 
The tools that are used are largely hidden from public view, but they can have devastating costs. A faulty or biased algorithm won't just harm a single person, but can shut people out of housing in entire neighborhoods. To help ensure communities are all treated equally by those tools, the Department of Housing and Urban Development finalized a rule in 2013 known as the Disparate Impact Standard. Under the rule, if a protected group of people is harmed by a policy, even if that policy isn't directly targeted at that group, the company or government agency that implemented the policy can be held liable. If a zoning algorithm disproportionately harms people of color, for example, the city might face a lawsuit under the rule. The standard has proven to be a crucial aid for advocates dealing with algorithmic discrimination. In one recent case out of Connecticut, a fair housing group has used the policy to sue over an automated background check system. Under the new rule, attorneys would have to go jump through new legal hoops to make a desperate impact case. The proposed change has generated tens of thousands of comments, and a review of them show a clear divide as fair housing and civil rights advocates square off against private industry. Housing, mortgage, and insurance companies have said the old rules are too burdensome. A mortgage company subsidiary of D.R. Horton, which bills itself as the largest home builder in America, said in a comment to HUD that the new plan could reduce frivolous and arbitrary claims. Another mortgage company told HUD that the revised rule would provide clarity and uniformity for those who seek to comply with their legal responsibilities. One insurance company argued to the agency that the changes would more appropriately position insurers to defend against disparate impact challenges. But many local and national advocates have said that the changes would completely upend their work on behalf of vulnerable people. National groups, including the Electric Frontier Foundation and the American Civil Liberties Union, have pushed back on HUD plan. In a comment to the agency, the nonprofit Center for Democracy and Technology called the proposal unprecedented departure from decades of HUD and federal court precedent and said that the agency's reasons for the proposal have no basis in law or data or computer science. The Greater New Orleans Fair Housing Action Center, a nonprofit group in Louisiana, has used the disparate impact standard to challenge an algorithm that unfairly distributed less money for black families to rebuild their homes after Hurricane Katrina. In a comment to HUD, the organization said the agency was proposing a safe harbor for housing companies that use algorithms to determine policy and in the process setting up the housing market to be rife with discrimination. Kashana Hill, executive director of the center, told Verge that HUD's changes would make similar cases all but impossible to pursue in the future. People have not only gotten smarter about how to discriminate, she says, but we also know that housing providers are outsourcing a lot of the work to data companies and algorithms are doing a lot of the work. And moving forward to SciTechDaily.com. Warning, smart light bulbs could open your personal information to hackers. Smart bulbs are expected to be popular purchases this holiday season, but could lighting your home open up your personal information to hackers? Earlier this year, Amazon's Echo made global headlines when it was reported that consumers' conversations were recorded 
and heard by thousands of employees. Now, researchers at UTSA have conducted a review of the security holes that exist in popular smart light brands. According to the analysis, the next prime target could be that smart bulb that shoppers buy this coming holiday season. Your smart bulb could come equipped with infrared capabilities, and most users don't know that the invisible wave spectrum can be controlled. You can misuse those lights, said Murtaza Jandwala, professor and director of the Security, Privacy, Trust, and Ethics in Computing Research Lab in UTSA's Department of Computer Science. Any data can be stolen, text or images, anything that is stored in a computer. Some smart bulbs connect to a home network without needing a smart home hub, a centralized hardware or software device where other internet of things products communicate with each other. Smart home hubs, which connect either locally to the cloud, are useful for Internet of Things devices that use the Zigbee or Z-Wave protocols or Bluetooth rather than Wi-Fi. If these same bulbs are also infrared-enabled, hackers can send commands via the infrared invisible light emanated from the bulbs to either steal data or to spoof other connected Internet of Things devices on the home network. The owner might not know about the hack because the hacking commands are communicated within the owner's home Wi-Fi network without using the internet. Smart bulbs have moved beyond novelty to a lucrative mature market. Last year, consumers spent close to $8 billion, and that amount is expected to more than triple to $28 billion in less than a decade. Think of the bulb as another computer, says Jillawala. These bulbs are now poised to become a much more attractive target for exploitation, even though they have some very simple chips. Jitawala recommends that consumers opt for bulbs that come with a smart home hub rather than those that connect directly to other devices. He also recommends that manufacturers do a better job in developing security measures to limit the level of access that these bulbs have to other smart home appliances or electronics within the home. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology. Blessings and grace.
Jumble, try to fumble all the trouble, mumble. I got a plot, you got a plot, we got a plot. Unlock the clock, reverse the talk, or tick the darkness out the spot. Stop. Together we will move, so now you gotta choose what you're gonna do when we walk through the streets. We gon' light some trees. It's a wildfire, everybody now will see. The universe headed to the next degree. If I were you, I would get down on my knees. And I would try to regrow, but now it's time to be old. If I'd have been a mess in your soul, it's a no show. New day, so try again. Today, what matters is getting on the trail parallel with gems.
Blessings and grace, and I'm back with Herbnology, and I'll be talking about the benefits of spearmint. Now, spearmint has many medicinal benefits, and they are particularly impressive, many of which can be enjoyed in any form. They have antibacterial properties. The most common association of spearmint is with fresh breath, but its role in mouthwashes and toothpaste is not solely to keep your breath smelling good. The natural antibacterial and antimicrobial nature of organic compounds in it help protect your mouth and throat from infections, including those that can damage dental and gum health. Bad breath is actually called halitosis, which is caused by bacteria below the gums. So spearmint keeps you healthy and smelling great. It helps your respiratory health. Spearmint tea has significant impact on your health of your respiratory system due to its naturally soothing and anti-inflammatory qualities. It can help relieve sore throats and tightness in the chest, alleviating congestion and irritation. It aids in digestion. Spearmint has a number of roles to play in the digestive system, particularly as a gentle tonic to ease an upset stomach. The secret ingredient in this mint is carvone, which helps reduce muscle contractions in the digestive tract. It's popular during pregnancy to prevent morning sickness, nausea, and vomiting. They can also be used by sufferers from such gastrointestinal issues as excess flatulence, cramping, or bloating. Irritable bowel syndrome seems to be increasing in recent years, and spearmint tea or chewing directly on spearmint leaves is often recommended to treat or manage the condition more effectively. And hormonal balance, for those suffering from polycystic ovary system, or some other form of hormonal imbalance, spearmint has been shown to treat the condition. The powerful organic compounds in spearmint can inhibit and stimulate the endocrine system in different ways, helping optimize your hormonal balance and preventing the complicated metabolic side effects by reducing excessive testosterone levels in females. It improves circulation, the iron content in a single serving of spearmint is more than 100% the daily recommended amount, which can stimulate the production of red blood cells and hemoglobin. This not only prevents anemia, but also increases circulation to the body's extremities, boosting energy levels and wound healing. In heart health, the high potassium levels found in spearmint are crucial to maintaining healthy blood pressure, potassium, is a biodacillator, meaning that it relieves the stress on blood vessels and arteries, therefore helping prevent arterial sclerosis, strokes, and heart attacks. So again, the benefits of spearmint, it aids in digestion, it's good for your heart health, it improves circulation, it's helpful in preventing chronic diseases, it maintains healthy blood pressure, it aids in maintaining hormonal balance, it helps to prevent morning sickness, nausea, during pregnancy. It improves circulation and it also helps with your respiratory health. Look to the nature of the Most High as your first line of defense for all of your healing needs. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace. Yes, I know I
It is time you open up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape. Escape. Your metaphysical mind. Blessings and grace. And welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. I'll be starting off with the word Selah. Selah means tranquil, secure, at rest, silence, pause, quiet. Selah. Selah is a state of mind in which we relax from affirming truth and wait on the Most High in the stillness. The Holy Spirit may reveal more of its inspirations to us and may establish us more firmly in divine harmony and good. And Shuni. Shuni is Hebrew for rest, quiet, calm, peace, tranquility, ease, son of Gad. Genesis 46.16, metaphysically, shuni is a tranquil, poised, peaceful attitude of thought, rest, calm, peace, quiet, existing in the power faculty in the individual. The restful attitude that shuni represents can be carried so far because of the love of ease as to bring about inertia or deadness, which is anything but good. Ishva. Ishva is Hebrew for, he will liken to, resembling another, equal to, self-answering, self-satisfying, equality, plainness, bowed down, level, even, smooth, tranquil, quiet. Son of Asher, Genesis 46.17. Metaphysically, Ishva is the highest significance, is that true poise, peace, and equableness come from within man's own true spiritual self when he realizes that he is made in the likeness of the Most High. When he comes to know that in truth he is one with the divine and becomes assured that he will manifest this in the outer in due time, ye therefore shall be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Matthew 5.48 we shall be like him, but we shall see him even as he is. 1 John 3, 2. We are no longer servants, but friends. John fifteen fifteen, And sons. Galatians 4, 6. The thought of self-answering, self-satisfying, is also brought out in this name. This suggests the truth that as we become conscious of the source of all understanding within us, which is spirit, we find within ourselves the answer to all our questionings, the satisfaction of all our desires. We can draw on the Holy Spirit within us for all the understanding that we need and desire. There is a spirit in man, and the breath of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Job 32.8 And Shalomi is Hebrew for pacific, tranquil, completed. My peace, Jah is peace, friendly with Jehovah. Father of Ahud, Prince of Asher, who helped divide the promised land among the Israelites. Numbers 34.27 Metaphysically, Shalomi is satisfaction, an inner sense of peace, a fulfillment of one's good, also an awakening in the higher consciousness of man to the understanding 
that the Christ spirit is one of peace and that man enters into peace through realizing his oneness with Christ. Jah is my peace, friendly with Jehovah. Bethesda is Hebrew for house of mercy, house of benignity, house of loving kindness, house of healing. A pool in Jerusalem by the sheep gate, John 5.2, it had five porches which sheltered constantly a multitude of sick folk who expected to receive benefit from the healing virtue that was believed to exist in the waters of this pool at certain periods. Metaphysically, Bethesda, the point in consciousness where we feel the flow of the cleansing life of spirit. This pool or place in consciousness is formed by the realization that our life is constantly being purified, healed, and made new by the activity of mind. Physically, this is expressed in the purification and the upbuilding route in the blood when it comes in contact with oxygen in lungs. The ebb and flow of the waters of the pool are constantly going on, and when mind is active, all the depleted blood corpuscles are purified and renewed. Sheep represent the natural, innocent expression of spiritual life, and the sheep gate is the channel through which this life flows into the organism. The five porches represent the five-sense limitation, which does not realize the power of spirit. The porches are filled with the multitudes of those who are sick, blind, halt, and withered, or without ungenerated thoughts. When the water is troubled, typifies the dependence of unawakened man upon certain slow, natural healing processes, which he calls the work of nature. At the stage of man's unfoldment, the multitude of weak, sick, and firm thoughts and conditions within him have not yet received the swift healing power of the spiritual I am. The healing of the man at the pool represents the power of the I am, typified by Yeshua, to restore the equilibrium of the organism through the activity of spiritual ideas in consciousness, independently of the healing methods utilized by the sense man. The true spiritual healing method is the word of authority as spoken by Yeshua, which must be set into activity. Through the power of the word, the infirmity gives place to perfect equalization and strength. And Beth Rapha is Hebrew for house of repairing, house of healing, place of relaxation, house of lengthening, house of giants. The son of Eshton, a descendant of Judah, 1 Chronicles 4.12, metaphysically, Beth Rapha, with the exception of its application to the people of tallness, Beth Rapha in its various forms refers to healing, remission, upbuilding, restoring. All fearfulness can be overcome by the exercise of praise and thanksgiving, established in true abiding thoughts of wholeness. And Beth Zor is Hebrew for house of rock, house of refuge, house of shelter, place of rocks. A city in the hill country of Judah, not far from Hebron, Joshua 15.58 and 1 Chronicles 2.45. Metaphysically, Beth Zor is a firm truth foundation in consciousness, an established consciousness of protection, of safety. 
house of rock, house of refuge, house of shelter, especially of the Most High, place of rocks, a city in the hill country of Judah, near Hebron. Hebron signifies the front brain, the seat of conscious thought. Beth Sheen. Beth Sheen is Hebrew for house of rest, house of tranquility, dwelling in quiet, house of security, a city of Canaan that was allotted to Manasseh, Joshua 17.11. Later, this town is named as being in one of the districts that supplied Solomon's household with provisions for one month in each year, 1 Kings 4.12. In 1 Samuel 31.10 and 12, it is called Bethshan. Metaphysically, Bethshan is a restful, peaceful, confident attitude of mind. Restful, peaceful, confident attitude of mind. It is only in the quietness of our periods of consciousness, waiting, of consciously waiting on the Most High, that we find the inner sense of peace and security and conservation that builds up soul and body in enduring substance and life. And Beth Anoth. Beth Anoth is Hebrew for house of Anat, house of answers. A city in the hill country that was, with other towns, allotted to Judah, Joshua 5.59. Metaphysically, Beth Anath has much the same significance as Beth Anath. Only does it not pertain to the realization of strength specifically. Anath or Anath represents spirit's response to the cry of the soul for deliverance from opposing thoughts. Beth Anath in the hill country of Judah signifies a high state of thought, above-seeming materiality, by offering prayer and praise. Man can lift himself into this high state and into a realization of spirit's omnipresence and allness. And Beth Beri. Beth Beri is Hebrew for house of my creation, house of my begetting, house of my coming forth, house of my fatness, House of my Creator, a city of Simeon in the land of Canaan, 1 Chronicles 4.31. Metaphysically, beth is the truth that man's consciousness and body, established in substance, are the product of his own inner true I am. House of my creation, house of my begetting, house of my fatness, also the truth that man's consciousness and body constitute the house or temple in which his Christ self, Jehovah, God, Most High, a true I am dwells and through which it expresses. House of my coming forth, house of my creator. Man comes into an understanding of this truth by hearing and obeying the divine law of being as revealed by the spirit of truth within him. Simeon is one who hears and obeys. Hearing is another word for receptivity or a listening attitude of mind. And Beth Eden is Hebrew for house of pleasantness, house of delight, house of pleasure, house of temporal sensibility. It seems to have been the city of a wicked ruler who was threatened with destruction by Amos. Amos 1.5 Metaphysically, Beth Eden Eden means a pleasant, productive state of consciousness 
having all possibilities, it represents the consciousness of the divine and natural man. Beth Eden, house of pleasure, symbolizes the house or established consciousness of that which is pleasing and harmonious. But if the central controlling thought of this state of consciousness is one of selfishness and error, the whole peace, bounty, and other possibilities of good that lie in this Eden are greatly hindered in their expression. Therefore, error must be destroyed from its borders. And Jehovah's House. Jehovah's House, Micah 4.1. Metaphysically, the body. We are a temple of the living God. 2 Corinthians 6.16. The mountains are the higher brain centers, and the top of the mountains is the spiritual brain and the very apex of the cranium. When men cultivate spiritual thoughts, this top brain is exalted above the hills, and the whole consciousness, or peoples, shall flow to it. When this spiritual center is quickened, it sends out far-reaching thought energy, and the whole race consciousness is lifted up. This is represented as many nations going up to the mountain of Jehovah. The house that God builds and dwells in is man's body, Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? 1 Corinthians 6.19 We worship God in the body temple by serving him day and night in his temple, and that he sitteth on the throne shall spread his tabernacle over them. Revelation 7.15 The fruits of such service shall be, they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, Neither shall the sun strike upon them, nor any heat. For the Lamb that is in the midst of the throne shall be their shepherd, and shall guide them into fountains of waters of life. And God shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. Revelation seven sixteen and 17. And Shalomith. Shalomith is Hebrew for pacific, tranquil, whole, peacefulness, love of peace, reward, recompense. There are two Israelitish women and several Israelitish men by this name. Leviticus 24.11, 1 Chronicles 3.19, 23.18, 2 Chronicles 11.20, and Ezra 18. Shalomith metaphysically is peace and wholeness are established throughout the whole being of man as a result of the love of peace and truth that exists in his higher consciousness and the expression of these higher thoughts in his life. We express this by the way we carry ourselves and how we live, where we live, and how our abode resonates to ourselves, our loved ones, and all who enter it. Take the time to sanctify and make your space sacred Find a space that you can find peace in. In your home, whether it be a corner, a closet, a hallway, or a room, or an outside room, if you're lucky enough to have one, you have to make place for the grace to enter always and be open and receptive to the energy flow that comes from the Most High so that His messages are received with full clarity, and your mission can be set each day along the way. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
blessings and grace. I'd like to thank you for joining me for another offering of Women's Wednesday. I'd like to show love to the frequency that accompanies me, the music. Tana, Roots, Tech Lun, Sometimes, All That Jazz. Zaki Ibrahim, Live Better, The Black Opera, featuring Georgia Ann Muldrew, The Beginning of the End. Patty Austin, Like a Butterfly, Anderson Suarez Mix. Mama D, Faith, The Highness Collective, 85 Beats Per Minute. Sister Awa, See Them Fall, Chakra Remix. Sister Awa, Steppin, Singularis, Two, Melodic Del Rio, Scott Zylo, featuring Afronaut Zoo, Catherine Sarah, and Mark of Joseph, Aria, Soleil, Daughter of the Earth, Queen Omega, Passover, Esnavi, Changes and Rearranges, 60 Hertz Project, Capricorn, Ralph Gum Remix, Black Amolo, Love Your Life, Tamika Moore, Let It Go, The Whitefield Brothers featuring Bajka, Earthology, Star, Crown, Tresha featuring Queen Africa, Fire Daughter. Remember that you are water. Cry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire. Burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth. Ground, build, give. Blessings, grace, love, and strength to all.
in the hill with brothers and sisters African underground spiritual full song Pushing through like a slave These are not the days And they turning over in their graves Haven't finally gotten any sleep While we sit and weep out and internally Who I am to be is Who I wanna be Cause that's just how she made me Can't run away Can't run to me I'm a sitting With your eyes open Run away, can't run to me. I'ma sit in it with your eyes open. With your eyes open, eyes open. Who I want to be is who I am to be. Cause that's just how she made me. 